3: Alrighty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this uh, Thursday. It's almost Friday, but it's Thursday, your seventh day of December, 2023. That is 1272023 is your date. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct now from the South Point studios here at the South Point Hotel Casino on our fabulous trip into Las Vegas, Nevada. And I can tell you these studios, you got to come here and see it. These studios, uh, when you're sitting here in the studio, you can look out and see the gaming tables. You can see the restaurants. You can see the sports book behind us. The uh, the uh, race book is uh, right to the uh, left behind us, You're right, as you're watching us on TV. And it's nice to uh, also get the streaming going along with all of our other uh, obvious uh, platforms that we already have, like uh, out at the uh, radio station, where we're still simulcasting to KSHP 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. And of course, our websites, Vegas dot vegas, dot world, dot global. I got them all. And of course, uh, you know, you've got your iPhone, your Android. You get the KSHP app and get your iPhone, your Android and, and get us on that. So you can hear us on your, your devices. And certainly everywhere you get your uh, podcasting, we're there. We're on so many podcasts. I don't even know, but more, uh, in addition to that, now that we're here at the South Point studios, you could actually watch take the mug shots of us so to speak and you can do that through southpointstudio.tv that's the streaming southpointstudio.tv or go to youtube and we're on youtube as well and what i want all of you listeners out there to do and all of you folks out there to do is subscribe either on the website at southpointtv.com i mean southpointtv southpointstudio.tv i got to get used to that southpointstudio.tv, or when you're on YouTube, subscribe to us as well. It's free. Subscription to this is free. And it's just a way for us to be in contact with you and you with us because we're going to have some exciting things down the road, especially as we move through the beginning of uh, next year and maybe up until through the Kentucky Derby. We're going to have a lot of coverage here at the South Point Studios, that's for sure. And by the way, in addition to our show in the morning... There's also the Punchline show on Monday through Friday at noon to 1 o'clock. These are all uh Pacific times, I believe, right? Okay, Pacific times. Noon to 1 o'clock Pacific times. And I got to tell you, uh, Frank Nicotero is as a funny. This guy is good. He has great guests, too. So remember to tune in here. We're watching and listening to us right now, except, of course, for the radio station. But that's why you got to sign up for SouthPointStudio.TV. And at YouTube as well, uh, and uh, of course you also have the sports by the book. This is where the um, the bookmakers here, Chris Andrews, who is the race book, and, and I'm sorry, the sports book director, and uh, Vinny Malulo come on uh, set along with other handicappers. They go by the numbers, what the bookmakers, how they're setting the numbers, etc., how the numbers are moving, etc., for all the sporting events. And of course, at this time of the year, football, and uh, oh man, all that college football so uh you just subscribe to it right now subscribe to youtube at south point studio and uh you'll you're going to get all this good stuff that's for sure all right just want to mention one thing you know as further and further along as you go and as further and further along as generations pass sometimes we forget the the pivotal events that happen in our country one of them was the bombing of Pearl Harbor that got our country into World War II. That anniversary is today. Today is Pearl Harbor Day. 82 years ago, we were, I mean, unbelievably bombed at Pearl Harbor, and it brought us into World War II. So on behalf of all of those that fought, died, and are are still out there fighting for us every day, just remember today, Pearl Harbor Day. It's an important day in our history, that's for sure. And, of course, we have the National Finals Rodeo that's uh, coming into town. Cowboys are fun. I mean, long neck beers, wrangler jeans, and 10-gallon hats are going to be throughout this entire city. We just get uh, rodeo crazy when it happens. And uh, this is the epicenter right here. South Point is the epicenter for all of that. We'll be talking about that in the next couple of days. Okay, let's get started with the racing. Now, as far as racing is concerned, the weather around the country, it's a little bit better outside than it was, uh, you know, it it the morning uh, temperatures here is around forty forty five degrees right now. We're going to get up into the mid sixties and maybe a uh, high fifties today, and that's the way it's going to be like through the rest of the week here. In case you're planning on come on out and join us uh, here at the South Point, come on out and join us uh, in Las Vegas over the weekend. Uh, but as far as the weather around the country and as far as the uh, horses uh, racing is concerned, where the you know the racing is on the track, we're nice. We're here in a nice, comfortable race book. It's always fast, firm, and perfect here. But not so for the competition out there that we'll be betting on. So looking across the country, we can see that in the great northwest, Washington, Oregon, North, and Northern California, there's a big uh, system coming in with a lot of rain and mixture with snow when you get to Idaho, etc. And on the east coast, uh, we've got a lot of ha- a lot happening, a lot of snow happening in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and parts of New York. Now we got Jonathan Hardoon standing by. We'll find out from him when he comes with us how the weather is like there. But uh, the snowy conditions may affect uh, what's going on at Aqueduct. But if you notice, at Aqueduct, uh, one unusual thing happening this weekend, coming up Saturday and Sunday, is Aqueduct has no graded, no stakes races whatsoever on the two race, car, two race cards of Saturday and Sunday. So that's a kind of unusual. We'll ask Jonathan about that. But there's plenty of stakes races around the country. Uh, tomorrow, uh, on Friday, I should say, It's almost Friday, but it's Thursday. On Friday, uh, we'll, uh, of course, have uh, the uh, racing from uh, Los Alamitos that starts as well. And Oak Lawn Park. Are they excited about Oak Lawn Park? This is going to be a racing signal that I know a lot of players out here and a lot of players across the country are going to want to play. Oak Lawn Park is going to start off with Monster Purses, and that starts tomorrow along with Los Alamitos in Southern California. Those are the two tracks that will kick off their racing seasons tomorrow. And, of course, on Saturday, uh, there'll be 18 stakes races across the country. Uh, As we say, none at uh, Aqueduct, but uh, the Louisiana Champions Day will be down there at uh, the fairgrounds in Louisiana. Woodbine will have uh, some uh, stakes races as well. And on Thursday, just uh, three stakes races. But it'll be a full uh, rack of uh, tracks around the country as we ease into the weekend. Of course, yesterday was a light day, but today is going to be much better, that's for sure. On the show today, we have our handicappers, Jonathan Hardoon. Bob Mazurski is going to be along. He's going to be our on-site guy for Los Alamitos during the Los Alamitos meeting that starts tomorrow. He's going to preview it today. And, of course, we have uh, we have uh, Rich Ang uh, coming with us because we do have a Thursday night uh, football game, NFL. So we'll get a, a thought from Rich on the Thursday night NFL game. And, of course, John Linda will be with us. His signal is working today. They told us the signal is going to be great. It's going to be working today. And, of course, Jerry Jackowitz. you got your racing menu coming up next as well. So let's go to our first break. And when we go to our first break, uh, we'll come back with uh, your racing menu, of course. And uh, also, uh, along with the uh, racing menu, we'll have uh, some of the latest news, etc. As we continue on this race day show for this Thursday, almost Friday, your Thursday race day Las Vegas radio program. Don't go away and sign up. Subscribe today at YouTube or South. PointStudio.tv.
4: The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine bread home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Cup, Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location.
0: Racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with an action-packed two-week winter meet in beautiful Orange County. Opening day is Friday, December 8th, and racing will be held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through December 17th. First post will be 12:30 p.m. Pacific. Our December meet is our biggest daytime meet of the year, with five stake races on tap, including three graded stakes events. Our opening Saturday will feature the running of the Grade 2 Starlet, featuring an outstanding field of juvenile fillies, and our. Saturday, December 16th. Top juveniles will race in the Grade 2 Los Alamitos Futurity. Other top stakes events include the Bayacoa, the Soviet Problem, and the King Glorious. And horse players, the Los Alamitos On Track Live Money Handicapping Contest is back on Saturday, December 16th. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. For the contest format and more, go to LosAlamitos.com. Daytime racing is back at Los Alamitos. Opening day is set for Friday, December 8th. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show
3: Hey, back on race day las vegas as we continue on our thursday race day show and um, right now it's uh 55 degrees out we're going to get up to uh, in the uh, 60s here and as far as across the country southern california los angeles 68 degrees in new york 43 degrees and it's cloudy and probably a little uh, raining and snow over there otherwise in florida and around the country with all the other racing centers in uh, pretty good shape that's for sure and uh, again we want to remind everybody that uh, the purses at Oaklawn Park are going to be the most lucrative winter meet in the nation and it starts tomorrow. The Arkansas Derby's been pumped up to a million and a half dollars. My goodness. And the uh, and they always have full fields there and it it is amazing that Oaklawn Park, a racetrack that has uh, is surging here with not only the competition but the quality of riders and horses and the purses for their stakes races has no turf course. There no turf course there. It's all dirt racing, so it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's go to the menu of racetracks available today in the race book, Simulcast Centers and Racetracks around the country. Why don't I remind you, as we always do, that the first post times we have on our menu each and every day reflect the start times, the first post times in the Pacific time zone, because that's where there are players behind us will be betting, in the Pacific time zone. We are in the Pacific time zone here in Las Vegas. So the first post times on this racing menu each and every day Reflect that at the Pacific Time Zone. If you're listening out there, and we're worldwide, so we know we're in plenty of different time zones. Adjust the first post times to whatever time zone you're in. This way, you won't miss anything. Uh, you know, I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. Okay, here we go. Here's the menu for today. We begin with Gulfstream Park. They have ten races today at Gulfstream, and uh, they have a Pick Six jackpot carryover of eighteen thousand eight hundred and ninety-six dollars today at Gulfstream, and a first post time again of. 9.10, 9.10 this morning for 10 races at Gulfstream. The Big A, Aqueduct in New York, uh, they are set and ready to go with nine races. Their first post time is 9.20. We'll check on the track conditions and all that good stuff and the weather there at Aqueduct with Jonathan Ardune coming up next. And so Aqueduct, first post time is 9.20. After that, we got Mahoning Valley, Mahoning Valley uh, race course. Honing Valley has a pick six jackpot carryover of $3,958. They have eight races, and their first post time is at $9.45. Fairgrounds and all that jazz. Fairgrounds has a first post time for nine races today at 1045 as they get ready for the big Louisiana Champions Day of Racing on Saturday. Woodbine, north of the border. Woodbine has a super high five jackpot carryover of $61,336. They also have a pick-six jackpot carryover of $17,324. They have eight, eight, eight races at Woodpine and a first post time of one forty. They have a late start time today, one forty Pacific time. Then we get to Turfway Park in Florence, uh, Kentucky. Turfway Park continues to have full fields. I mean, full fields. Nine races, all full fields except for the sixth race, small field of seven. Otherwise, Turfway Park... Really has good competition and plenty of betting opportunities. First post time at Turfway is two fifty-five. And today Turfway Park has a pick six jackpot carryover of forty-eight thousand three hundred and fourteen dollars. Then we go to Penn National, as we call it Penn Nat. Penn National's first post time with a super high five jackpot carryover of eighteen hundred and seventy-eight dollars is set at three o'clock with seven races, seven races, three o'clock at Penn National. And then we have Delta Downs. Delta Downs has eight races. Their first post time is 3.05, 3.05 at Delta Downs. And uh, Charlestown will be next. Charlestown Races has eight races. Their first post time at Charlestown is at 4 p.m. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $114,352. Charlestown today, first post time is 4 p.m., And then we wrap it up with Remington Park today. Remington Park, nine races and a first post time of 5.05. And that is your racing menu for today. All right, it's time to bring in our first guest, Mr. Jonathan Hardoon, standing by. Jonathan, good morning. I'm doing fine, my man. Uh, How's the uh, weather there in uh, in New York uh, today? I'm
2: actually near Aqueduct today. I'm in Long Island. I came down from Saratoga, and uh, it's overcast, but no snow, Ralph. It's uh, in the 40s, low 40s to start the day, and... uh I don't know. They haven't had a, more than an inch of snow in New York City for the last almost 2 years. That's amazing. Uh, to have snow all over outside of New York, but in the city itself not more than an inch of snow in the last 2 years. So in
3: other words the track will be in fast conditions. They labeled it fast.
2: Yeah, the track is smooth.
3: Yeah. All right. So, uh what's the deal? I can't believe that New York Aquatic will have no no stakes races. I mean, forget about Greater, but no stakes races this weekend. What's up? Uh, They closed it out,
2: I think, last weekend when they had uh, the Remsen, the the Cigar Mile, the Demoiselle, and uh, another stake race. It looked like uh, they shot their load last weekend. (laughs) They may have another weekend with some stake races, but uh, nothing on the uh, foreseeable future, and certainly not this weekend.
3: Now, uh, when you guys broke the news yesterday about uh, the the Belmont stake. Belmont at
2: Saratoga. Yeah, Belmont (laughs) at
3: Saratoga. Now they're bumping up the purse of the Belmont Stakes to $2 million? Yeah,
2: yeah. And they're cutting the race to a mile and a quarter from a mile and a half, so it will be interesting. You may get more players. You know, a mile and a half, people don't want to go that distance. Horses that run in that race run that distance maybe once or twice in their whole life, and they never run it again after the Belmont Stakes. So they're going to try. They can't. They have no choice. Uh, You know, they have no choice. That's
3: configured, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. They, have to, they can't go more than a mile and a quarter without starting it on Union Avenue or uh, in, in downtown. So,
3: uh, you Now, Jonathan, do you, I saw some tweets yesterday that they said when they're going to... I guess they're going to run it two years at Saratoga. Is that right? That's what they're planning on. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to yeah. race their there two years at Saratoga. And a lot of people are The Belmont in Sarato- Saratoga for two
2: years. Then Belmont will be finished with their renovations, and they'll obviously go back right, to right. Belmont.
3: What I'm saying is a lot of people on Twitter think that the two years that the Belmont Stakes will be run at Saratoga, and at that shorter distance, the mile and a quarter, is going to be so successful and so well uh, received that they think that it might stay there. I don't. I think it. Uh, I my personal thing, I think it ought to go back to Belmont Park. It ought to be back at a mile and a half. I know that a lot of people don't like to go that, but this is the Triple Crown and this is the test of the Triple Crown, and it should be a mile and a half. Belmont Stakes... Uh, at Belmont Park is going around that oval just one time because it's a mile and a half oval. And with all the money they're dumping into Belmont Park, it's going to be a beautiful facility once they're done, Uh, don't you think?
2: I totally agree with you. You know, all these people that want to start changing things, moving uh, the triple crown races, uh, spreading them out further. The whole point of winning the triple crown is being able to do it in this short period of time, winning these three major stakes. You know, they want to stretch them out to two. It's like moving fences in in, in baseball. Let's move the fences into 100 uh, feet instead of 400 feet. Yeah, you'll have a lot more home runs, but it's not what it is. Uh, You know, you don't change history. I wouldn't change it. Anyway, I would not uh, mess with it. It took a long time between Triple Crowns till they finally got one, and then they got another one a few years later. You know, it's a reason that it's so hard to do it because it's something hard and it's really a, quite an accomplishment to pull it off.
3: Now, you're a handicapper. You do sheets uh, uh, for Gulf Stream Park and Aqueduct, and in Southern California, you'll start with uh, a sheet tomorrow at Los Alamitos. But Oakland Park's getting a lot of attention, and I'm telling you, it's going to be a, really a quality meet. Uh, are you planning on doing any sheets for Oakland? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, it's a terrific, there are terrific betting opportunities there. You know, we like to look for value. And when you have full fields, you're going to find plenty of value. In the last couple of years, Oakland has been a major player. I mean, you know, fans love it. And it's amazing. There is no turf racing there. All they have are dirt races. The purses are humongous. You know, I'm surprised people go, I guess people that go to Florida or California are going there because of the turf racing. You know, if you just have a dirt horse, well, you should be going to Oakland.
3: All right, Jonathan.
2: Um uh, By the more... way, Ralph, one more note. Yeah. Uh Aqueduct starting January through January and February, they will only be running 3 days a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They cut the, you know, they did that last year and I think they're going to do it again this year. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not it's, good, but you know, that's what they're stuck with. So I think
3: they're doing it in anticipation of the uh weather that they have at that time of the year. They're, you know, it, uh, forget about the snow. And it really gets real. Cold. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and plenty of horses shipped down to Florida, so the you know the, the right. population and the inventory is a lot less. So to help fill the fields and uh, make them competitive races, you're better off cutting it to three days.
3: Yeah, well, Jonathan, you put up enough money, you'll get the horses. Okay, time to get to work. Let's get a pick
2: or two. Okay, let's let's go to Gulfstream first and look at the third race today, Ralph. It's a mile on the main track, and I like the number seven horse in him, Mowari. Mowar a four-year-old gelding from the Eddie Plesa barn. Ride a today to Irad Ortiz. This horse had two career starts. Ran on the dirt first time out, breaking from the rail, going a mile at Gulfstream. Not an easy thing to do. Then ran on synthetic last time out. You could draw a line through that. Now draws a good outside box, going a flat mile. Number seven, Mawari wins today's third race out at Gulfstream.
3: All right. Irad Ortiz Jr. aboard there. That. That tells you right away that it's the championship meeting. So in the uh, third race comes up early, folks. First post times nine ten. This will be the third race. Number seven, Mawari. The seven in the third and. Let's go to Aqueduct and look at race number eight, and this
2: is a terrific betting race here. A uh, field of nine left after the two late scratches of the 10 and 11. Bronx Bomber and and Demo Forenzi come out. Okay. Still leaves a field of nine, and I like the number five horse in here. Thrill of it. This is a four-year-old gelding from the John Terranova barn. Last two races run at a mile. He actually ran very well two starts back. He cuts back to seven furlongs today. Romero and Murat aboard to ride, and this guy He's doing very well with uh, limited business he's listed at 10 to 1 on the morning line number five thrill of it all thrill of it thrill of it i'm sorry wins today's eighth race no, out no aqueduct? no
3: jonathan it's going to be thrill of it all if it's 10 to 1 and we get there pal believe me that's uh, no. for sure the five horse in the eighth race thrill of it uh at 12 uh, 10 to 1 on the morning line that's jonathan picks and again uh, jonathan you have sheets of uh, full sheets for aqueduct and gulfstream today right
2: at the website, dot com.
3: right. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Uh, now you can go back to sleep or whatever you're doing there. We'll see you bright <laughs> and early tomorrow. All right. You got it, my man. All right. Los Alamitos Thoroughbred Meet opens uh, tomorrow, and we always have a lot of fun playing Los Alamitos. And uh, we have uh, not only John Lendo covering it with the Lindo Report, but we also have Bob Mazursky, who covers uh, Southern California racing, as our uh, eyes and ears as well. For Los would like to bring in Bob Mazursky right now, previewing tomorrow's opening at Los Alamitos. Bob, good morning.
5: Good morning, Ralph. How are you?
3: I'm doing fine, my man. Uh, you're getting ready uh, to gear it up again at Los Al. I know it's uh, just a couple of, just two weeks of action, but there's always a lot of fun related to the Los Alamitos, especially at this time of the year. You've got uh, quite a few uh, stakes races on tap, huh?
5: yeah we're packing a lot into the six days we have five stakes in six days and starting with the starlet on saturday which is a grade two a race bob baffert's dominated in recent years sunday we have a cow race for two-year-old fillies the soviet problem mm-hmm. the following friday the grade three by for fillies and mares following saturday this the uh futurity another grade two for the two-year-old males and then we close it out on the sunday with the king glorious so another cow race for two-year-old males so a lot going on in the six days
3: no question about that. That's for sure. And I got to say that uh, uh, that long stretch and the circumference of Los Alamitos uh, sometimes presents unique uh, situations for jockeys and horses, don't it?
5: Yeah, Absolutely. It's a, a lot of jockeys have some trouble riding the track, and others do very, very well there. It's a, you know we've had a long stretch, but a lot of times horses that are up close at to the top of the lane are the ones that win. You don't see a lot of deep closers win. I mean, of course, there are exceptions. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. Uh, We've got a lot of upsets. We had a lot of prices during the last meet in September, so we'll see what happens starting uh, tomorrow.
3: And, uh, you know, it, it's always a lot of fun uh, with uh, some of the jockeys that uh, don't get as many mounts uh, sometimes at the uh, major meets of Del Mar and uh, Santa Anita. Uh, they make hay there during the Los Al, don't they?
5: No doubt about it. We've had a lot of apprentices have very good meets here. You know, Ramon Vasquez has been kind of dominant here, but now with him going back to Oakland, it kind of opens things up. And over the first two days, it looks like Kyle Frey, who rode this track very well when he came back from a brief layoff in September, he's got a lot of nice mounts in the first couple of days. And then on Saturday, we're going to have all the big names we'll be riding here. Flavian Pratt's riding here, Juan Hernandez, even Joel Rosario. He's got a couple mounts tomorrow. You know, he's decided to stay in Southern California for the winter, so... We'll have all the big names there on Saturday for sure. Now,
3: Bob, you're saying he's going to stay there in Southern California for the winter through uh, Del Mar and then after Christmas for the Santa Anita meeting?
5: That is correct. Joel Rosario has decided to make that decision. He'll probably go back east again when Keeneland starts. That's usually been the rule with him. But, no, he's going to stay in Southern California. The Santa Anita is going to have a lot of the, you know, Pratt will be here, Rosario, Frankie DeTorre, of course, has decided to postpone his retirement, so he'll be right in there. So, but, no, Joel has definitely made that choice, and... John Velasquez, who has wintered out here, has decided to go back, and he's riding Gulfstream Park now.
3: But I would imagine that when Bob Baffert has uh, his uh, multitude of horses running in stakes races, especially those that turn three at the beginning of the year, looking forward to the first Saturday in May, I think uh, Velasquez will probably jump on a jet and come on out and ride one or two of those.
5: No no doubt about it. He will come out if uh, the opportunity presents itself, and Bob says he has one or John has ridden one before, he'll be back.
3: Now, uh, Bob, tell me, uh, are there any different twists as far as betting, morning line, or anything like that at Los Alamitos?
5: Yeah, we're going to have something new that uh, Mark Ratsky came up with this idea that we should do it, and we're going to start it tomorrow, see how it goes. It's called in-play wagering, and it'll be based on the will pays in certain races, like pick threes, daily doubles, pick fours, pick fives. We'll we we'll post a number of what the probable odds will be of that horse at, half, at uh, post time. You know, you have the morning line odds. But then you can, judging by will page, you'll be able to get an idea of what price your horse will be when the race goes. So it'll be, um, excuse me, we'll show a graphic that'll anticipate what the odds might be. And it's just going to be for informational purposes only. People can do what they want with it, but it'll be something new. Then also on Saturdays, we're going to do something that they've done during the nighttime Sunday night meets, uh, have a $10,000 seating into the pick six. If there's no carryover on this Friday, we'll have a $10,000 added to the pick six on Saturday. And the same will be hold true on the 16th if there's no carryover on Friday the 15th. So we're trying a couple new things.
3: Now, adjusting the morning line after the races start based on the uh, the payoff in the pools is uh, something, I guess, that we're a lot of racetracks are trying to implement certain ideas, certain ways of uh, letting the uh, John Q. public betting uh, uh, public know about... Uh, you know, some of these uh, big uh, conglomerate betting that goes on in these races, isn't it?
5: Yeah, the computer-assisted wagering, yeah. And this will just give you an idea, like, if you're expecting, like, let's say a horse is 8-to-1 on the morning line, but he gets a lot of play in the exotics, and he's going to be closer to maybe 2-3-to-1, or we'll just have people prepared for that, so they'll have some sort of idea what kind of price they might get when the race actually goes.
3: And, you know, a lot of guys who are playing, like, a pick-6 and a pick-5 or a pick-4, they get down to that last race... And they might have a few horses covered with a payoff that's going to be nice in the exo- that exotic pool alone. But, uh, you know, they'll take a saver bet, maybe uh, 20 bucks on another horse to save their investment in case their horses don't win. And that one does. And I guess that's really going to help out like the saver guys.
5: No doubt, because you know, it'll show you, you know, approximately what price you're gonna, that horse will be the horse that you're trying to save with. So, yeah, it's something we're trying and we'll see if it works. It'll be done during this six day meet and we'll see how it goes.
3: All right, and again, your stakes races. I know you, you talked about the star, Starlight coming up, uh, I believe, on Saturday, correct?
5: That is right. We have a field of six in there right now. Bob Baffert has won the race six years in a row, oh, has right. two in there. Grazia, and then Nothing Like You who's won two in a row. Juan Hernandez opted to ride her. Flavian Pratt will ride Grazia. Mm-hmm. Nothing Like You won the Desi Arnaz last month at uh, Del Mar. And then we have Chitalis who won the Grade 2 Chandelier at Santa Anita, at a mile and a six, at a mile and a sixteenth, and then she was uh, had a troubled trip in the Breeders Cup Juvenile Philly. So, I think one of those three are probably the horses beaten there.
3: And uh, your other stakes races coming up uh, during the meet as well. Uh, you know, people have to realize that some of the horses like uh, Arrogate, etc., uh, had their start at Los Alamitos.
5: Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, very nice horses run here over the years. Arrogate's won. Uh-huh. Uh, another horse that was a horse of the year, Accelerate. He ran at this track and. You know, the list goes on and on. You know, we've had a lot of good horses win the Futurity and the Starlet over the years, the Los Al Derby, of course. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And this is like, this is our most, uh, in terms of graded races, this is our biggest meet. So we'll see how the uh, Starlet plays out on Saturday and then the Futurity a week later.
3: Uh, Bob, you and I might be tarred and feathered if we didn't match Cal- California Chrome.
5: oh so, of course. <laughs> yeah, he he's probably put us on the map because our Sherman decided to... Uh, Train him here after Hollywood Park closed. You know, Art was based at Los at uh, Hollywood Park, and when that track closed, he decided to stable California Chrome at Los allen you know, of course, it became a lot. We got a lot of publicity because of that, and you know, Chrome went on to have such a great career. I can say
3: one thing, Bob, that uh, you know, your track, uh, like uh, Oaklawn, doesn't have a turf course, but uh, there's uh, the the horsemen have said time and time, year after year that that main track that you have uh, there at Los Alameda is one of the safest racetracks to uh, train and run on, that's for sure. We'll be excited to start uh, covering Los Al with you on opening day tomorrow. and Get a pick or two. Uh, You know, uh, tell everybody where they can get your stuff because you're all over the place uh, when Los Al starts tomorrow.
5: Yeah, I'm in the Today'sRacingDigest.com. I do selections every racing day for Southern California, and then I also do a graded handicap for the Southern California news group papers, which includes a series series of papers like the LA Daily News, Orange County Register, Pasadena Star News, among others. Wow,
3: <laughs> you're a busy man. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
5: All right, sounds good, Ralph. Take care. All
3: righty. Uh, when we come coming up next, we're going to have Rich Ang standing by. There is a Thursday night NFL football game, and so we'll get Richie's thoughts about that want to remind you again when you subscribe go to youtube go to the youtube outlet where the uh, south point studios is on go to youtube and subscribe to us on this through there subscribing at youtube okay we'll be right back don't go away
4: Racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, Pepsi a summer classic. Pebble beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location.
3: All right, we're back on Race Day Las Vegas for this uh, second day of this first full week here at the South Point Studios. And man, it's been really great. That's for sure. We're going to bring in now Rich Ang. Rich Ang standing by. Richie, uh, good morning.
1: Hey, good morning, Ralph. Hi. Uh,
3: all I can say is that uh, you are going to be, by the way, happy birthday.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you.
3: Yeah, and uh, all I could say is uh, uh, I won't tell them your age, <laughs> that's too far. <laughs> but in any any well, case, I will be go-, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I will be going to uh, California this weekend for my birthday to see the uh, Broncos and the Chargers game at SoFi. So I'll be out of town.
3: Broncos and Chargers. Well, um, that'll be an interesting game, certainly, and an interesting point spread. We got a game tonight, though. Uh, how do you see tonight's game? Uh, the the kickoff uh, week, what is it, fourteen in the NFL?
1: Yeah, well, tonight's game is real interesting in the fact that uh, uh, you've got the the Patriots with Bill Belichick. Uh, They're out of the playoff picture. They have a quite frankly a terrible record of two and ten. They're probably going to have uh, a, their choice of quarterback in the NFL draft, whether it's Bo Nix or Michael Penix or one of those kind of guys. But they've actually been playing very very competitive football. They just can't score the football. Their, their last three games, uh, they lost six to nothing to the Chargers last week. They lost ten to seven to the Giants, and they lost ten to six to the Colts. And here they are. They're getting six points at Pittsburgh against the Steelers, who also lost their uh, starting quarterback, uh, Kenny Pickett's out. Trubisky will play. The uh, Patriots lost Mac Jones. He's out with a shoulder. Bailey Zappi will play. So uh, as far as uh, how I'm going to attack this game, uh, I like the. Uh, I'm going to hold my nose and take the uh, New England Patriots plus six points, and a lean. If you're going to make say a parlay on the game, mm-hmm. I would definitely take the under it's at thirty. And the last three scores that I gave out for the Patriots games were six, seventeen, and sixteen. So as long as they don't turn the ball over on their own side of the the fifty yard line, uh, they should be able to stay competitive. I think, Ralph.
3: Well, I know that there's a lot of activity as far as weather is concerned. That's moving through Pennsylvania and New York, etc., and it's making its way with the jet stream up towards uh, the northern part there, where they'll be playing because they're going to play uh, tonight, uh, of course, uh, at the at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Pennsylvania has been having a lot of uh, snow, etc. But boy, 30 points! When's the last time you saw an over/under at 30? Well, in
1: the National Football League, that's for sure. In in college football, we've seen it the last few weeks with Iowa because uh, their point spreads have been in the 20s. And, in fact, uh, a Saturday game, the one college football game on Saturday, Army-Navy, the uh, total is 27.5, Ralph. So we're seeing some really low numbers on the betting boards.
3: Before I let you go, Richie, um, now you will ha- be having your handicapping sheet for Southern California at Los Alamitos. It'll start tomorrow, and it will be through the weekend, although you're going to enjoy uh, not only your uh, birthday, but uh, also a nice uh, football game in Southern California with family, always important. You won't be on the show, but I'm sure you'll send us a, a pick each day. And reminding everybody that you will be doing uh, full handicapping sheets for Los Alamitos over the weekend as well.
1: Yeah, I really like this Los Alamitos meet. I was listening to Bob Misursky talk about it. Uh, I, I think uh, while some horse players in town may actually take the couple of weeks off, I see it as an opportunity to cash some nice tickets um, You know, at, at Los Alamitos I've, I've done well in the past. I think I'll do well coming up, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, Ralph.
3: Not even a question about that, uh, Richie. So we'll be, you'll be with us tomorrow, right?
1: I'll be with you tomorrow, and mm-hmm. then uh, I'll be away for Saturday and Sunday, All right. uh, and I'll okay. be in Los Angeles.
3: All right, so we'll get your uh, first day Los Alamitos pick tomorrow as well. And uh, you're going to lean towards uh, Mr. Bilicek's, uh team tonight, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to bet the plus six. I think that's a firm bet. Uh, low scoring game. As long as they don't turn the ball over, Ralph, I yeah. think they can stay competitive. And, uh, as far as the total, I would definitely lean toward under 30.
3: And I got to tell you, when you get a total that low and you believe it's going to go under six points, you know, uh, you know, balloons up to it looks, uh, you know, it looks like it's magnified up to like 10 or 12 really in a regular game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this has all the looks of a game like thirteen to ten or yeah. ten to nine, you know, something like that. Because uh, neither team scores the football at all. L- last week, Pittsburgh against the worst defense in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. could only score ten points.
3: Before I let you go, uh, we got a whole rack full of college uh, football that's going to start soon anything that you've seen in college football right now as far as point spreads or uh totals that that are being bet a trend going one way or another that's uh, kind of like uh i don't know uh out of the ordinary
1: well you know what's interesting in looking at the the college bowl board is the fact that you know the the bookmakers obviously are extremely uh, knowledgeable, yeah. dedicated. They put out great numbers. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the transfer portal opened uh, the other day, something like a 1,000 college football players went into the portal, and you started to see the betters kind of beat up the numbers a little bit. So if you see a, a game which opens, say, a, a, a one-team favorite by seven, yeah. and then after the, the portal announcement, the, the line moved dramatically, well, it, it, not only are the bookmakers making the adjustment, The betters are making the adjustment, too, because they're reacting to all these changes. A lot of players are sitting out who have NFL aspirations. They don't want to get hurt in a bowl game. Uh, Not to call it meaningless, but for their career long term, it's kind of meaningless to them. They they want to draft high in the NFL, make some money, and uh, have a professional career. So you're seeing a lot of top players sit out. Uh, bowl game. So that also affects the numbers. So, you know, you just have to really keep your eyes open, be information-based, and uh, hopefully we'll find value.
3: Okay, you got it, my man. We'll let you go, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow.
1: Hey, thanks, Rob. Good luck, everybody.
3: All right. I want to remind everybody out there right now that they they are racing today at Woodbine Racecourse in in Canada. However, uh, we did not receive any uh, clocker reports uh, picks for today. At Woodbine, so but I do want to remind you that the final day of racing at Woodbine is coming up on December 17th. we mandatory payoffs on the uh, Power Pick 6, the Late Pick 5, Jackpot High 5, all that stuff there. That's for sure. The closing weekend is uh, December 14th through uh, the 17th. And again, uh, they are now racing four days a week until the closing at Woodbine, one of our fine sponsors. And Woodbine has had a long meet there. But we'll uh, hopefully get you some more clocker report picks for tomorrow. In the meantime, we're going to our final break. And when we come back, our closing team, John and Jerry. Not, uh, you know, anything like ice cream. It's just good stuff. John and Jerry will be with us. John Lindo, I can see him. I think he's with us. I think we're going to... Everything's still He's waving. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Don't forget to subscribe right now at YouTube. Go to YouTube. Get this, uh, get the show, and then subscribe at YouTube. We'll be right back. Horse racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse
0: continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred Racing with an action-packed two-week winter meet in beautiful Orange County. Opening day is Friday, December 8th, and racing will be held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through December 17th. First post will be 12.30 p.m. Pacific. Our December meet is our biggest daytime meet of the year with five stake races on tap, including three graded stakes events. Our opening Saturday will feature the running of the Grade Two Starlet featuring an outstanding field of juvenile fillies. And on Saturday, December 16th, top juveniles will race in the Grade Two Los Alamitos Futurity. Other top stakes events include the Bayacoa, the Soviet Problem, and the King Glorious. And horse players, the Los Alamitos On Track Live Money Handicapping Contest is back on Saturday, December 16th. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. For the contest format and more, go to LosAlamitos.com. Daytime racing is back at Los Alamitos. Opening day is set for Friday, December 8th. race day las vegas show the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in las vegas
3: all right we're here in the final segment of the race day las vegas radio program for today reminding you we'll be here all the weekend long and our early start times are now right across the board 7 a.m pacific time every wednesday through sunday now here at the South Point Studio and all of their uh, platforms and streaming, and as well as all the streaming and platforms that we already have with Race Day Las Vegas. You can get us any way you want. Just make sure you subscribe at YouTube on the uh, YouTube for the show, that's for sure. All right, now we're going to bring in uh, John Lendo. John, good morning. I can see you, and I think I can hear you.
7: (laughs) we got the strings working, Ralph. Everything's working good. How are you?
3: I'm doing fine, my man. You know, we were... um, Trying to wrap up uh, Del Mar, uh, I believe yesterday, and we talked about the uh, the uh, jockey standings. Now came down to Juan Hernandez winning that thing. But you know, with so much turf racing going on in Southern California, certainly at Del Mar, I guess there was no there was no problem with a Phil Damato winning the training title.
7: No, when the turf festival is the big event at Del Mar, you know, uh, Phil D'Amato is going to be well represented. He got the job done. But, you know, you saw Chad Brown come in and win the matriarch, not only win the matriarch, but one, two, three, four. So it tells you about the strength of those horses uh, on the grass, especially the fillies and mares that Chad Brown has.
3: Yeah, and not mistaken, I think he won the uh, big race the day before right, the Hollywood Derby.
7: He won the Hollywood Derby with program trading. So, yeah, yeah uh, he came in, and he always comes in for that that uh, particular set of races in, in Southern California, and he brings some pretty good horses.
3: Well, you know, uh, these jockeys are starting to move around. It's not like they're uh, settled in one jockey colony uh, for years at a time with Flavian and Pratt running around the country, you know, getting uh, uh, competing at places like Keeneland and and Churchill and, and back east, etc., uh, in New York, and, of course, um, In Southern California now, I understand Joel Rosario will be back for the winter meet.
7: Right. His agent, Ron Anderson, had Johnny Velasquez out here in California last year. Velasquez is going to go to Gulfstream Park this winter. So he's bringing his other jockey, uh, Joel Rosario, Uh and he'll be out in Southern California. And Ron Anderson also represents Frankie Torre. So he'll have a big say in what happens in Santa Anita this year.
3: Frankie Torre. It's always fun to watch him in the winter circle dismount his horses when he jumps out of the saddle. That's for sure. And it's going to be an exciting uh, colony there at Santa Anita. But, you know, wedged in between is Los Alamitos, always a fun meet.
7: It's a terrific meet, and it's an important meet for the horsemen to support because uh, Dr. Allred, who owns Los Alamitos, has done so much to try and help the racing industry out here when Hollywood Park closed in 2013 he extended the racetrack at Los Alamitos, made it a mile track. He had a barn area for horses to be housed. And he runs these big races like the, the Starlet and the Los fraternity And, uh, you know, guys like Bob Baffert support it because of what he's done to help the industry.
3: No doubt about it. That man really, uh, in many ways, saved Southern California racing.
7: It, well, he sure extended it as long as he possibly can. Yeah, for sure.
3: And, uh, John, what are you looking forward to at the Los Meet besides uh, the smaller guys getting a chance to win some money?
7: Well, again, it's good racing, and uh, it's all dirt racing, so we'll see what kind of dirt inventory we've got. And uh, I look forward to you know, watching the guys come in. You, you see Joel Rosario named on a couple of horses mm-hmm. on Friday. You've got uh, Flavian Pratt and Juan Hernandez riding the big race on Saturday. So they're going to kind of sprinkle in once in a while. Uh But, you know, I like the one dollar minimums in the in the in the pick four. There's only one pick five. The first five races, the higher minimums tend to help us with the, with the better payouts just because you can't flood the, the pool with too many tickets.
3: All right. Well, and again, uh, that fluctuation of changing the morning line odds as the races move through the pools is kind of uh, kind of interesting.
7: Well, you know it it's it's sad in one way that we have to do this because we're tired of seeing all these late odd changes when the gates open, so at least we're going to try and give the public you and I, Ralph, who play all the time, right. have an idea of what what's going on with the with the plays, but uh, the the regular guy that bets two dollars on a horse of four to one and gets two to one at the wire, he's not going to understand it, and he's playing sports, he knows what he's going to get. We have to make sure they understand what price they're going to get when they play.
3: And, uh, it's always nice to know that when your horse wins, you exactly know, except for breakage, what the horse is going to pay too. It's, it's very disheartening to get a winner that you think is going to pay $12 and winds up paying eight.
7: Yeah. You feel like you lost.
3: Yeah. You feel like you've been, um, hustled. (laughs) That's for sure. And that's, we don't want that. No, it's not the case. From your perspective, anything coming out of the, uh, University of Arizona, uh, 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 symposium that uh, raised your eyebrow.
7: Well, the computer, computer assisted wagering was a huge topic over there. And, uh, again, Haiza talking about the growing pains they've had rolling out the uh, enforcement of the rules. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things that are important and, and it's especially with the rules, Ralph, we, we have to be able to enforce these rules without damaging people that are found, you know, innocent down the line. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do us any good to damage their reputations.
3: Well, uh, I know that uh, when Southern California racing is off uh, at these times, uh, sometimes you jump out and do a, a Lindo report, which is right here at the South Point, by the way, folks. Remember, the Lindo report can only be found in one place here in this big gaming capital of the world, and that's at the South Point Racebook right here behind me. The complete Lindo report, selections, and all the races except Late Pick 4, and of course, all the goodie information that we were talking about, and then some. One comprehensive sheet available here. Free of charge, complimentary of the South Point Racebook because they love horse players. And, John, you got a sheet today, don't you?
7: I did Gulfstream Park today. We're going to get involved with the Champions Meet as we go along. And on these Thursdays when <laughs> there is no racing in Southern California, yeah. we'll have something there for, with Steve Johnson and everybody in the uh, sports book and Racebook at, uh, at the South Point.
3: All right, let's get started now because we got Jerry with standing by. John, a pick.
7: Seventh race today at Gulfstream Park, number one, Bourbon Boss, finally gets back on the grass, ran well on the turf first time out, ran well on the on a fast dirt track, then didn't do as well on a sloppy track, getting back on the grass, speed from the rail, eight to one on the program, a very fair price, number one, Bourbon Boss, race seven, Gulfstream Park.
3: All right, thanks a lot, John, we'll talk to you and see you tomorrow.
7: <laughs> you got it, Ralph, good luck today.
3: Now we go to Jerry Jackowitz standing by, Jerry finally uh, hooked up with us, and Jerry, good morning.
7: Good morning,
8: Ralph. All right, just a Mar- note. Yes, I could. I couldn't hear John on my feed. I don't know if I'm supposed to or not.
3: All right. Well, you can talk to the technical people after that. I heard him, and everybody else did. Now we want to hear you. What uh, you got? We got Aqueduct running today, and uh, what kind of picks do we have?
8: Yeah. Well, it looks like I'm going to give you a play in the seventh, and the eighth. The scratches uh, eliminated my feature play in the third. They're, not that my horse is running, but. Right. Field is so weak now with only four entrants; it, it doesn't make a play. Oh, but we don't. We go to, to the seventh. If we go to the seventh race, number two, it, it's Cold in the Hair. It's Cold and uh The two horse, it's a mare. Really pops out for me for John Tuscana. He's kind of gotten hot pretty late. This trainer, uh, the last race uh, by. By her was really really fantastic and uh she's just moving back up in company but she's won at this level before so i think she's a good chance i like the two it's a good win place type of bet play the two with the one three four and six do do our reverses but the two it's cold and de Hair in the seventh will be all right
3: call. now i want to remind everybody there was a famous horse named de Hair, so don't get anything out of control here that's uh it's cold into hair. They use that uh, kind of uh, word to bring in the horse's name. So in the seventh race, we like the two over one, three, four, and six and reverse. And one more play, and we'll get on out of here.
8: Let's go to the eighth race, Ralph. Um, number nine, Radio Red for uh, Danny Gargan. mm mm-hmm. um, Ran a really nice race. Maybe took the worst of it wide in the last race. Seems to be an improvement cycle. I like three year olds that are improving. Going in cold, cold weather—that's all good. I'll take the nine. That'll be my wooden place, bet in race number eight, and play the nine with the five, six, seven, and eight.
3: And, all right. Of course, do my for folks that
8: are
3: okay, folks that are that are joining us for the first time on on the South Point feed, I want to remind everybody: when I get two handicappers. That come with a horse in the same race, we all institute the Sirocco Exacta box. And that's what happened here. Jonathan gave the five earlier. So you like the nine over five, six, seven, eight in reverse. The uh, Sirocco Exacta box in this race is the uh, five, nine, nine, five. All right. We're going to wrap up the show right now by reminding everybody Jerry J's uh, selections for all the races at Aqueduct available right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. We will wrap up the show now. And, uh, when we do that, uh, Jerry, go ahead and say it.
8: Have a great rest day, everybody.